Welcome to another episode of the Blame My Bio podcast. This is called Terrell, your host. And Blame My Bio is a concept uh, to increase tolerance, to increase understanding, to increase civility by a process of sharing things about each other that maybe uh, was unknown or maybe they were unknown. Uh, And one thing I've found out, I've discovered what I have observed over the years is that as we get to know someone, um, we become more understanding of that person and more accepting of that person. just uh I guess it's just the way we are. And so what I want to do um uh, is especially over these initial episodes is to share more about myself so that you can get to know me better. And in the future I will have uh guests on the the podcast who also would share things about themselves that um are interesting and people live interesting lives but there's so much that we don't know about each other and you know the the sad state uh, of affairs is sometimes we don't find out these things until we are reading someone's obituary and that's really a sad state of affairs and and we find out that that person was very accomplished. They were very interesting. Uh, they got a lot of things done that we didn't know because we really didn't know them because uh, sharing is not something that we, we commonly do. And so uh, I want to share some things. And I'm going to, you know, I, I, I want to go back to the beginning because um, blame my bio, uh, what that really means is that we are the sum of so many different things. We are the sum of our God-given characteristics, our gifts, uh, where we were born, our parents, and everything that we have experienced uh, over the duration of our lives. Those are the things uh, that help shape who we are. And some of those things be- began at a very early stage in our lives. And so I'm, you know, I'm going to go back as far as I can remember. And now there's no way to fact check these things. And there's no way for me to go back and fact check them. And so uh they would be shared on the basis strictly on the basis of recall and so my recollection uh, of of what took place during those times and i have memories uh that go as far back to my preschool days you know they're kind of uh uh kind of big at this point but uh i i think the furthest that I can remember uh, was when I, I lived in, in Princeville, uh, North Carolina. 
uh, the oldest black incorporated uh, town or community in America. Uh, it was originally called Freedom Hill. Uh, it was started by uh, freed slaves, if, if I'm not mistaken. But the earliest recollect recollection there, uh, standing on the porch, looking off into the distance, and I, I believe that I had soiled my pants, and I came in off the porch, of course, and hid behind a chair, and my mother asked me what was I doing. Of course, she knew that uh, why I was hiding behind a chair, and she changed me. And And one of the other memories I have, I think I have, uh, is when we also were living living in Princeville and my older sister was screaming about a snake that had gotten in the house that had come down the chimney. Uh, so those are some of the earliest recollections. And then of course, uh, we moved across the Tar River into Tarboro and you know, like uh, uh, Sam Cooke, the Sam Cooke song, I was born by a river in a little tent. I was, I also was born by a river uh, in the Quigley's clinic that sat on the, on the river, on the bank of the river, on the Tarboro side of, of Princeville's on one side of the river, Tarboro's on the other side. But the people that lived in Princeville, which was basically a black community, predominantly a black community, uh, there was no hospital there. And so people in Princeville, unless if they were born by a midwife or, or birthed by a midwife, then they would actually have, I guess, Princeville on their birth certificate. But most of the folks I understood uh, were born in Quigley's Clinic on the other side of the river. So my birthplace is Tarboro, even though I was living in Princeville at the time. Uh, and, and we eventually moved to the Tarboro side of the river on Wagner Street, and that house is no longer there. But we often, because we did have relatives who were in Princeville and who were in Tarboro too, but when I was a little boy, and this is probably preschool, I'm sure, I often, uh, I remember that we often walked back and forth. We walked everywhere, back and forth across the river, and a lot of times I, it was just my mom and me uh, I guess I was her companion, walking back and forth across the river. And I often would stop and look between, it was a concrete barrier, a wall. Uh, you could look through because there were holes in the concrete wall, which wasn't a very tall wall. But it was tall for me, I guess. But I could look through and see the river down below. And a lot of times that river was dry or dry in spots. And my mother would tell me stories about... Uh, how some folks had jumped off the river, uh, off the bridge into the river. Um, so those things were were interesting, and and like I said, we moved on the, onto the Tarboro side. And when I was little, uh, again, my mother would uh, take me to work with her a lot. Uh, she worked as a domestic cleaning up uh, uh, the houses of the white people uh, in the community in Tarboro. Uh, that. I remember them close to Main Street, and because that was mostly, if it if it wasn't picking cotton or priming tobacco, those are the types of jobs that were uh, available, uh, basically domestic jobs. 
which really didn't pay a lot, but uh, it paid something that went towards uh, the subsistence of our families. In addition, families uh, got welfare. You know, everyone, you know, if you're older, you know about the, uh, the welfare cheese and the meat that was like spam or horse meat, which we suspected it, it might have been. Uh, but those were, were the things that uh, the social services uh, gave to families to help those families survive because they're, especially black families, there weren't any jobs available in the businesses that were there. I, I remember, you know, hearing uh, some of the older folks talk about the jobs and and they could even get jobs in those factories as janitors because they gave those jobs to, to poor whites or less educated whites uh, instead of giving them to uh, uh, persons of color. But that was just how it was. And also uh, there were separate uh, facilities for black folks and for white folks. I remember the colored only uh, water fountains and white only water fountains and bathrooms and uh, the places where you couldn't get served. Uh, I remember the movie theaters. Uh, we had a movie theater downtown that the black folks went in a separate door that led upstairs and we sat in the balcony and you, you buy your ticket the same place, but then you would go and you'd walk upstairs and, and the white folks sat below. And, and one of the, the movies, uh, well, several movies, but the the movies that I remember, I remember seeing Being Her, uh, the movie with Charleston Heston and, of course, The Chariot Race. Uh, that was so exciting. Uh, we, we saw plenty, a lot of uh, uh, Hercules-type movies. I remember seeing Hercules versus Samson or Hercules this and Hercules that. And, and also... Um, Trying to remember some of the other movies. Uh, oh, oh uh, uh, King Kong versus uh, Godzilla. You know, if if you're young, and and of course to all of the horror. Back in those days, there were there were a lot of horror movies that were shown in the theaters, like uh, 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 the the Wolfman, or the, I remember the Blob. Uh, is that would come and, and it was just a big old mass that would uh, expand and just kill people. But but that's and Frankenstein and Dracula. Those were the movies. Uh, the Incredibles, uh, Shrinking Man or Shrinking Woman and Giants uh, or, or, or it came from outer space. But those are the types of movies. Those, those movies were, were really exciting. And of course, I read uh, a lot of comic books. Superman, Batman were, were my favorite. Of course, they also had on the Marvel side Spider Man, Spider Man ones, and, and Captain America. Uh, but I, I liked the DC comics more because the, the art appeared to be cleaner. You know, the um, the storyline on the Marvel side was a little, little bit more in-depth or a little bit harder to follow, uh, a little bit more expansive, where, where I think the storyline on the Superman side or the DC comic side was more straightforward. 
Um, and, and speaking of comic books, you know, comic books, we could get those comic books at the Woolworth or and some of the other dime stores, what we used to call them, that were on Main Street. And I remember, uh, you know, there was a, a, a town commons in between the black community, at least the, the, the part I lived, and downtown Main Street. So to go downtown, you would, you would, come up to the commons and you walked across the commons. I think it, the post office was right there at the main street side, but there were some houses that were adjacent to the commons that lived, you know, right, right near the commons. And so one, I think, I think it was a Saturday morning, but one Saturday morning, uh, my brother and I, we were walking to downtown. And this lady, this old lady, a, a white lady who lived there, uh, she asked, you know, she asked if we wanted a job uh, to help her, you know, clean out some weeds that she was, she wanted us to weed for her. And so, of course, we didn't discuss any money on the, on the front end. So we did a lot of work. We did a lot of work pulling up weeds. Of course, my brother did more work than I did. And we were, it was the summer, it was hot, it was sweaty. And when we got through doing her yard work, you know, pulling the weeds out of her flower beds, um, I think she gave me probably a nickel and maybe my brother, maybe 25 cents. But a nickel wasn't even enough to buy a 10 cent comic book or a 12 cent comic book. I don't remember, it was about, about that price. But she cheated us. <laughs> and she especially cheated me. And so I, I, that's one of those memories that, that I have. Uh, she basically cheated me. But a lot of that kind of stuff took place. A lot of that kind of stuff took place. You know, it was, uh, you were, taken advantage of if, if you didn't know any better. But those, you know, the, the time I spent in Tarver as a kid, I, you know, I, uh, I have lots of uh, good childhood memories about that. Uh, good childhood memories. And, and one, one of the things I remember doing also in Tarver, uh, we grew our own vegetables, we had a garden on the side of the house uh, adjacent to, to, to the main house and we had uh, chickens, you know, people had chickens and you could literally uh, have fresh chicken for dinner because you would, you know, pick some unsuspecting of some poor chicken on that particular day and he would take that chicken and this is the way we, we prepared our chicken got them ready for the meal uh, we had an axe or a cinder block and you would take that chicken and you would lay his head while still alive I guess that wasn't a way to uh, to subdue that chicken maybe to uh, give him some anesthesia or something to put him to sleep so you would take the chicken and you would put that chicken 
over a cinder block and you would take that axe and you would chop his head off. You'd chop his head off. And that chicken, that headless chicken would get up. <laughs> that headless chicken, and it's not funny, of course, to the chicken, but that headless chicken would get up and run around a little bit until that chicken eventually died. Head that was off the body. Uh, and I don't know if I'm not sophisticated enough to know if that chicken, the brain in that chicken still had the eyes working where that chicken could see its body running around with, with, with uh, no head. But then, of course, you would put that chicken in some boiling water and you would, uh, of course, you would cut the feet off the chicken, but then you would put the chicken in the, the, some boiling water and, and, and chicken feathers in boiling water is not a good smell, but you would put it in that boiling water and then you would you would, uh, as those feathers were wet or loosened or whatever, you would pluck the chicken. That's how you pluck it. You would pluck a wet chicken. And then you would gut that chicken or you would cut the chicken open and you would get that chicken ready for the frying pan. And, you know, I don't, I think, uh, we, we did bake some chicken from time to time, but, but I think mostly the chicken was fried. But we had fresh chicken, we had fresh meat. Or you would go, you would get green beans or onions or corn or cabbage or or radish. And, and we, we grew, grew a variety of things in that garden. But you would carrots, you would get that stuff out of the garden and you would have a fresh meal. You would have a fresh meal. You would have a fresh meal. But that's, that's the way things were. Uh, it, life was very very simple, especially for kids. You know, I'm sure for the grown-ups, uh, they had the, the same types of stress that grown-ups today have. But for kids especially, uh, life was quite simple. And, but those times, they had, they well, they left an impression on who I am. And the memories I have from those times shape my uh, decision decision making. Now uh, it shapes my perspective. Uh, it just shapes so much of what I do. And I'm not an overly materialistic person, maybe because I didn't have a lot growing up, and I never got used to having a lot. And so, to me, uh, a little can be a lot. A little could be a lot. Uh, you know, my story is no different from a lot of folks that grew up in that era, black, white, or, 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 or different races. Uh, life was a lot simpler. You know, we uh, we wore shoes with cardboards uh, in the shoes because the, the soles would wear out. And you didn't replace, or you didn't have money to replace those shoes, and so you'll put cardboard. And the cardboard, of course, worked uh, unless it was a, a rainy day. And of course, the rain, uh, the cardboard wouldn't keep the rain out of the shoe. And 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 one thing, also, um, clothes weren't plentiful. I remember having a coat. And, and it didn't have all the buttons or from time to time when the buttons uh, would be lost, 
uh, I remember uh, my mother would put the button at the top of the coat, at the top of the coat. The button would be at the bottom, be at the top. And so, my for the most part, even on the cold days, uh, my neck was warm. Um, it had something around the neck, and you could hold the bottom of the coat and, and keep yourself warm at the bottom. But for the most part, and, and so to this day, to this day, if if my neck is warm, uh, then mostly I'm okay when the weather's a little chilly. If my neck is warm, I just don't like having a cold neck. And so in that same regard, when my kids were small, you know, we we also we 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 always tried to make sure that their necks were covered up. And so I bought a lot of turtlenecks for the kids and, and to this day to this day they don't they don't like turtlenecks because they accuse me of always uh, putting putting them on turtlenecks, a boy and girl. But just trying to keep them warm. Just trying to keep them warm. But but those are things about my past that um, and I'm sure other people have uh, stories to tell, uh, things about their past, even at a very early age, age that shaped their lives or helped shape who they were. Uh, I remember uh, when I started school, and and didn't go to kindergarten because I don't think they had kindergarten. I don't even know if kindergarten had started. At least it wasn't in my neighborhood. But I I do remember first grade, and I remember the assemblies uh, that we had. We would have the meetings at the assembly, and 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 to this day, my favorite quote was a quote that was written. And people from Tarver, I'm sure they remember. But in the assembly hall, it had uh, the reward of a of a job well done, or of a thing well done, is to have done it, and 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 it uh, credited that quote to unknown, and I think it read the re- the, the reward of a. Or a thing well done is to have done it, or a job well done is to have done it. Of course, when I grew up, when that's a quote that stuck with me, I would put that on my resume, you know, years and years and years later, years and years and years later, and even now. And it helped me in my professional life because you don't always get credit. So just know that the 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 reward of a thing well done is to have done it and of course in this age of technology with the internet i was able to research that quote and of course uh is is it was it's a quote uh by ralph waldo emerson the reward of a of a thing well done is to have done it and it, it is so applicable to who we are who we are, and it certainly is, is something that had an impression on my life. Uh, where uh, I first saw it at W. Abitello 
well, high school or school in general because we had all grades there together. But, and this was at a very, very early age. And so it's amazing the things that we remember. Uh, it's amazing that the things, when you think about the things that children now will remember that they are being exposed to at such an early age. I think they call those the impressionable years, and they really are. They really are. And there are tons and tons and tons of other memories that I have that I would share. And uh, you can you can uh, hit me up at Twitter at Carl Terrell, or you can uh, hit me up at my Gmail account, Carl Terrell at Gmail account. And, and, and also you can subscribe to the podcast and, and I invite you to subscribe to the podcast because, uh, that, that will keep me motivated. At least even in, in your Twitter feed, if there's something that, um, some questions that you would like to ask, please feel free to do so. And I will do my best to try to answer those, those questions for you. But, uh, but that's it. That's, that's a part of my 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 bio, and when people and putting this in the context of lay my bio again, it's not saying that I take no responsibility for my actions. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you want to know why I am the way I am, uh, I simply say to you, lay my bio.